Hello, welcome. I'm Andrew Camphy, uh, the host of Influence Weekly, The Takeaway. You're listening to just a rundown of the news of what happened last week and, and sort of some interesting trends I'm seeing. Uh, later this week, we'll have the perspectives of Cody Wittick at uh, Kinship. Uh, they recorded their perspectives a few weeks ago, and they're back this week with another uh Talking Points, where Talking Points is the podcast release where you go inside of an agency and hear their perspectives and what's going on, boots on the ground, influencer marketing. Uh, this, however, is my very 10,000-foot uh, view of what's going on in the industry. Um, we're, we'll read through the news. We'll get to some interesting case studies this week. Um, and we're also going to go deep into uh, farmers and um, we got uh, the value of beauty. And we, you're even going to go into Instagram's beach party. Um, really cool stuff uh, this week. Packed full of awesome stats. Stay tuned. Um, I just want to take a moment to say, everyone who's reading this, you're probably most likely getting this for free. Um, and that's awesome. I uh, probably try to get too much information out for free. Um, those who do pay uh, $5 a month for this uh, um, audio version um, do get first dibs on all of the uh, sort of infographics and data that I'm doing. And, and I want to tease you with two reports that I'm working on right now. Uh, one is uh, comparing the ad revenue of podcasts over their genres by the uh, amount of listeners or listens that they get. Um, currently working on acquiring some data, but I sort of have it already and have some interesting genres that are incredibly under monetized. Um, the entire podcast industry with something like 300 to $400 million in ad revenue this year projected to grow, you know, like I think it already grew like 40 to 50% in the last year and probably going to continue that as uh, there are an incredible amount of increase of listens. Uh, the percentage uh, of Americans, at least, who are listening to podcasts is increasing. Um, so there's something called share of ear and there's probably going to be some very interesting movements. You know, already we've seen you know, Spotify very aggressively get into podcasts, um, but We'll probably see some numbers over the next six months of, of very large numbers, and that will entice advertisers. And so I wanted to take a look at, you know, what genres, if if I were, you know, spending money on on uh, on um, podcasts, what is the the, the least competitive um, content, and and some very interesting information. I, I will say I, this is probably sort of logical and um, for a variety of reasons, but one of the top under monetized categories is serialized fiction. And this is probably due to a couple of reasons. One is, um, you know, serial actually was, uh, you know, what, or no, not serial. Um, one, of, one of the like oddest, uh, it's not serial, it's a uh, night fail. Um, one of the oddest, it's one of the oddest sort of categories in podcasting. And there's probably not a very good answer to like, who should sponsor these? Like, how could you break into a fictionalized story and have an ad? And, and, you know, probably someone like Branded Entertainment Network or someone, you know, has, who has deep, uh, 
connections with product placement probably could do the best in advertising on these particular um in that particular genre but i foresee you know probably there are probably some ad breaks that can happen you know just like um tv not film but tv you have your sort of ad breaks every seven and a half minutes probably that's the answer or probably a mixture of of product placement and um and just normal ads. It's like, hey, we're going to take a break uh, from your your regularly scheduled program. Um, so yeah, there there are a couple more categories that I'm looking at that are completely under tapped, and and it's sort of easy to logically see these once you see the numbers. But it's really interesting to see what's going to happen over the next you know um, six to eighteen months of of people advertising agencies such as yourselves. H- how can you mon- how can you you know, get into this game where there's an opportunity and there are some pretty big opportunities here. So I'll be releasing that very soon. Also looking um, at a jobs report, uh, looking at, you know, the number of jobs that are existing with influencer marketing in its um, description. Also looking at the number of jobs and types of jobs uh, with influencer in them. And those two things are very different. Um a couple, again, some sort of logical analysis of, you know, why certain things, why this exists. But there, uh, I'll tease you with this data. Um, there looks to be about 20% of jobs that include influencer marketing in, are entry level. Um, benchmarked against sort of other categories of jobs like marketing or social media, this is very low. In fact, like something like 40 to 60% of jobs and those other mature, mature, more mature categories are entry level, meaning there is an overabundance of executive roles that are need to be filled with influencer marketing in the description. Um, definitely, probably because, um, probably because of it's a new, it's a, it's a fairly new type of. Um, marketing and it's probably because it's in in executive like director of marketing or market head of marketing job descriptions that's the first place you'll probably see an emerging technology in um job descriptions and then it'll filter down into entry level over the course of probably like seven to ten years of of this industry and that's what i see at least in other industries the the complementary uh, technology or type of market is is blockchain. Um, I saw the same numbers and the same percentage of of roles in blockchain. And and again, that's probably because that's a emerging technology and exists in in sort of executives need to understand these uh, concepts and understand these more than on a percentage basis more than entry level because there's just not enough information for entry level people to be very good at this. Um, so again, these reports are, I'm teasing you with some interesting insights right now. Um, these reports are forthcoming and will be sent first to any and all, uh, paid subscribers of this particular, uh, um, email, not the MailChimp. So I, I don't know if you know, but I use Substack. You're getting this email and this podcast through the, the platform of Substack. Um, they've been an awesome partner not not really partner they're not paying me to say anything but i'll just let you know i'm using substack and uh they make it super easy to send this this podcast as an email to you directly um so show some love convert to paid uh click the paid button it's only five dollars a month and you get interesting insights like job analysis job market analysis and podcasts and you're freely available even if you are not paying for this you're welcome to email me back let me know 
what kind of analysis are you looking for? What kind of stats are you looking for? I just had earlier uh, or last week, someone uh, emailed me for more KOL, more information about China. And I was happy to give them all of the information I have about KOL and, and push them, put them along to, you know, some other interesting podcasts that exist for KOLs um, or around the KOL industry, meaning Lauren, Lauren Hallen and uh, China Influencer Marketing Podcast is a, and Newsletter is a fantastic resource if you're interested in that kind of stuff. All right. That was a long introduction. I hope you had a uh, – I hope you got something out of that. <laughs> um, but I'll go uh, on to the news of the week. Um, last week, uh, I announced that London International Awards are accepting entries. If you're in London, UK, Europe, and you are in any of these categories that they have, social influencer categories – are automotive, beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. Get your entry in before August 15th. Um, Tribe Dynamics had an awesome uh, sort of check-in with Revolve, who launched its first in-house influencer label. And how they're doing so far is that they've netted $37.3 million of earned media value in the month of May. Um, Tribe Dynamics is an awesome, interesting um, sort of upstart that is measuring everything in earned media value. They come from the PR world, and I'm happy to, you know, let these numbers shine. Um, really interesting to hear if any of you have more information about earned media value. Uh, Tribe Dynamics is only one of, like, two uh, companies I'm, I'm seeing using these stats. Uh, the other one is, uh, or, or having these stats, like soulmates.ai is a fantastic resource I've been looking at for a while to, to check out earned media value or how to calculate earned media value. Um, so check out soulmates.ai. Also give a give a... Go deep into Tribe Dynamics if you're looking for earned media value uh, um, information. Um, there was uh, one more fantastic VidCon um, information. You know what? What does it mean for the future of social media platforms? Um, a couple weeks ago, go back and check out the the rundown of rundowns of VidCon. I, I featured eight different VidCon rundowns. This one was cool because th they basically said. This is the quote from it. Five years ago, digital creators aspired to be celebrities. Now celebrities aspire to be digital creators. A huge influx, you know, with Will Smith, with late night TV, getting huge amounts of views on YouTube and, and really making their, their social impact on YouTube now more or equal to their TV impact or film impact with Will Smith. Um, we will definitely be seeing more tried and true film and TV stars moving towards YouTube in a variety of ways. Um, who was it? Uh, Jack Black has a gaming channel. Um, we'll, we'll see this more and more. We'll see more examples of good and bad examples of this. Uh, I'm excited to see both. Um, someone um, looked at who, or uh, not who, um, how many followers do you really gain by going on Love Island? If you're not familiar with Love Island, here's how I see it. It's, a, it's like a reality TV show. Um, there's 36 people who stay in a villa. It's similar, I, I believe, to Big Brother or um, The Bachelor, something like that. Um, probably a mixture. I'm unfamiliar with reality TV, but of, there's 36 people who stay in the villa in, over, in some capacity over the season, and 10 of them have reached a million followers. So uh, that was a really interesting number, and, and I hope uh, you got something out. That means almost a third of of people who go to, in there will come out with a million followers. Wow! Um, in the creator world, um, the YouTube YouTubers Union in Europe um, 
joins forces with IG Metal, which I don't think that means Instagram. Um, it is Germany's largest union, and they launched FairTube. They sent letters of demands to YouTube accompanied by a video explaining their concerns, demands, and plan of action. You know, I, I really am interested in this, not necessarily convinced that, like, there is much to do directly with YouTube. I think there is awesome uh, there's awesome things people can do when they come together. I've seen different types of, not unions, but but these sort of uh, uh, consortiums put, put together. And, and uh, they're only as powerful as, you know, the people who run them and, and are really active. Very interesting. I, I personally was part of, and probably still am, the freelancers union. You know, when um, very, very great deals and perks you can get through these, and, and it is all free. It's all you know, just you got to put your time in and 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 be a part of the 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 group. Um. So some interesting people this week. I have an article from David Sievers or uh, about why he made a coffee company that partners with social media influencers. Really interesting products. I posted about this on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to connect with anyone listening to this on LinkedIn. Um, and and it was a coffee. It's a coffee company, and they partner with social media influencers. And the influencers are the face of the coffee company um, they make themselves. So really cool way to do a business, um, brand a business, and and build a business instead of using the influencers to promote their own the, your product as a company. You can go and build a company with an influencer really cool um what's a cusper a cusper well full screen explores what cuspers are they're on the fringe of gen z and millennials probably in they're currently in college or just graduated from college um these are really really interesting kinds of people that are on uh, again cusp like right they're right between these two major shifts in um generations very much like you know between millennials and gen gen y gen z or gen x sorry um really cool study but mainly i was just really interested in the fact that there's now this name cusper and it's a cohort of people um I will say Face Clans. Oh yeah, Face Clans first pop up was a success, a raging success from the videos they put out. Uh, next up are case studies. Um, so if you are looking for, um, if you are running an influence marketing agency brand or you're an influencer, this is for you. Um, I'm about to tell you about some. I'll, I'll give you the stats of some, a few case studies. But before I go into it, please uh, feel free to consider submitting your influencer marketing case study. I'll send, I'll put a link in the show notes in the email you got. You already got an email about this. To listen to this, go and check. Um, I put the link to what you should think about when you submit your influencer marketing case study to me. Um, you can get in front of now 3,220 people um, that I send the newsletter to every week. I love reports, surveys, data. And so anything that has to do, so case studies, like all of that, right? Qualitative and quantitative data. Um, so consider writing your own case study and uh, submitting it. Here's just like what I think make a great case study. They include four categories or four sort of segments, goals, approach, campaign heights, and results. Um, that means goals, like just Tell me exactly what the goal, the KPIs from the marketer. If you are the marketer, say what you wanted to get out of it. If you're the agency, say what the brand wanted to get out of it. What are the key performance indicators? Like, was it reach? Was it um, engagement? Was it sales lift? Was it sales? Like,